Welcome to the Space Show, presented by members of the Space Association of Australia. Hello, I'm Andrew Rennie. On this evening's The Space Show, it is 20 years since the launch of the Mars Exploration Rover Opportunity, and we have part two of that special program about the Opportunity Rover. 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. 20 years ago today, the second Mars Exploration Rover was speeding away from Earth on a trajectory that would take it to Mars in early 2004. Opportunity landed on Miradani Planum and began exploring. On last week's The Space Show, we told the story of the first four years of Opportunity's travels using song, verse and prose. At the end of the program, we were reading English poet Stuart Atkinson's description of how Opportunity had, in August of 2008, climbed out of the 70-metre-deep Victoria crater. The rover had spent nearly a year exploring the interior of Victoria. Leaving Victoria by Stuart Atkinson In years to come gangly young Martians will run giggling down this now silent slope their elders with shaking heads will lope behind tired eyes searching for and finding the jagged rocks and layers of stone so famous from old Photographs, taken 10,000 souls before, by a slow-motion rover that roamed Victoria's sand, and dust-drowned bands of fossilized dunes, greeting each new dawn with a whir, of weary wheels, gently and gingerly feeling, its way across and along the dry shore of Duck Bay, watching the snail slow ebb and flow of birds, Velvet shadow sweep across the ground. So sad its tracks will fade away. Decades before they are replaced by boot prints. Left by pilgrims from Mars evening star. But when those bold explorers, hearts swollen. With pride, stand on this greater's high serrated edge. And stare down at the dune sea far below. They'll say down there, that's where the rover rolled when I was just a child, then smiling, turn their faces to the coppery sun and wish. They'd been on Mars the day brave opportunity, climbed out onto the plain again, and left Victoria's secrets far behind. One of the driving themes of NASA's Mars exploration program is follow the water. If life ever existed on Mars, then there would have been water to sustain it. Far to the southeast of Victoria Crater was an even larger one. Endeavour Crater was 22 kilometres in diameter and 300 metres deep. Surveys by spacecraft orbiting Mars suggested that there were water-bearing clays around the rim of Endeavour. But Endeavour was a long way from Victoria, and many people doubted Opportunity could last long enough to get there. 
the naysayers argue that opportunity would best spend the rest of its days further exploring Victoria. Besides, they said, there was a dangerous dune field blocking the direct route from Victoria to Endeavour. The rover would first have to drive south, then east. Those clays were such a big attraction that the adventures won out over the stay-putters. And so, as 2008 August ended, Opportunity began a three-year trek towards Endeavour. During those three years, Stuart was at his most active in documenting Opportunity's travels. January the 25th of 2009 was the fifth anniversary of Opportunity's landing on Mars. The room where the twin rovers were built at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory was known as the High Bay. Five Years by Stuart Atkinson Our High Bay showroom clean just built polished gleam Faded a thousand souls ago and now encrusted with half or decades worth of talc fine Martian dirt. We know each dawn could be our last. Our once bright eyes are dull now. Cross hatched with cat claw scratches. From the million stinging gritty grains. That flay our tiled skins each day and with. Each creaking turn of our weary wheels. We churn through yet more ancient ground. The whispering of the wind's the only sound. As we haul ourselves across another mile. Tired beyond belief, but still reaching. For that skyline we know our time. Is running out, but while the sun shines. On our thick with fines backs we swear. Our roving shall not cease. In five years time, when another, larger. Rover may be wandering or Barsoom's ochre plains. We will, unless some miracle occurs by then. Lie dead and buried neath drifts of cinnamon dust. Not rusting, the air here is too dry for that. But resting, sleeping a contented sleep, dreaming. Of dust devils dancing at daybreak, remembering. Sunsets painted in blue with a jewel bright earth high. Above, knowing that on that evening star our memories are kept alive, our images seen on millions of screens, and the pages of books piled mountain high. Remember our roving now and then and we will never die. Several weeks after the fifth anniversary of the arrival of Opportunity at Mars, Stuart had these additional thoughts. And by the way, Ares, A-R-E-S, is another name for Mars. Thoughts After Five Years By Stuart Atkinson For five long years I've walked with you. Slogged through dunes of corpse dry dust. Rushed at a snail's pace through wastelands of rust, red rocks and boulders split in two by barsooms. Frigid air, stared up at skies turned cinnamon. Hues by talcum powder clouds, and all the while the only sound. The gentle purring whirring of your gears. 
and the crunching scrunching of your wheels across and through the crusted ground. Together we've seen wondrous sights stolen from my dreams. Earth reduced to a mere pinprick of light. Lost in a beerstat sunset painted lavender and blue. Aries famous pair of jewel bright moons skating cross. The sky while shy shooting stars dropped. Silently to the sea of shattered stones below. Dust devils waltzing to the whispered music of the wind. Before fading away, the ghosts of Mars that was. But you are struggling now, I feel it. I feel the waves of weariness breaking o'er you. As you steal another precious soul of life just as I. Feel the dead weight of half or decades fallen dirt upon you. But I can only shake my head helplessly as you fight. To stay alive to feed on the warmth of another amber dawn. If I could I would send a cup of cool Cumbrian rain. To clean your dusty backs, kneel down next. To you to wipe the grime from your travel tired eyes. And help you see clearly again. You long for the peace of well-earned sleep, I know. And no one walking by your side would blame you if you chose. To sigh enough, my work is done. And stopped roving. At the next sunrise. But do not leave us yet. There are more wonders to behold, and although uncold. Cruel day your lives will surely end, while aflame. Of life still flickers in your hearts you must press on proof of what man, when challenged, can do. During that three-year drive from Victoria Crater to Endeavour Crater, the daring adventure at Victoria was becoming but a memory, whilst Endeavour Crater Rim was still only a shadow on the horizon. Endeavour Calls By Stuart Atkinson What once was a beguiling, beckoning bold, a gargoyle-edged hole carved in the great Meridiani Plain, is now falling far behind. A rapidly thinning line drawn between the high Cathedral Dome of Mars' pastel pink sky and the pebble-spattered track-trenched ground. What we found down there on the cliff-shadowed slopes of fair Victoria made us stop and stare in wonder. Rocks sculpted into sheaths of brittle, broken blades. By millennia of dust-drenched wind. Slanting shafts of sunlight shining. On the sea of sand dunes at its heart. Bookly flares of ancient stone, glowing. Amber and gold as twilight faded to night. What memories we leave behind. But on the flat and far horizon now. A new adventure calls, and if the fates allow. If an already weary rover's battered body. Can somehow find the strength to carry on. For one more stolen year, one sole opportunity will hear. Us scream and shout out in delight at the impossible sight. Of endeavors more door hills looming up before her eyes. And then, content, we will smile.
reliving each heroic mile. Before telling Opie that's far enough. Rest now, little one. Your work is done. And then, at last, she'll sleep. A deep and dreaming sleep, with history as her pillow. And here on earth we'll celebrate a noble rover's journey across the endless dry and rippled sea of the Great Plain of Meridiani. In March of 2010, Opportunity was halfway along its trek to Endeavour Crater. Stuart Atkinson looked forward to the day the rover would reach the area of Endeavour's rim called Conception. Rover in Wonderland by Stuart Atkinson posted on 2010 March 20th. Welcome to Concepcion. This is where I finally found my Mars. The place where I would, if I could, with a snicking click of my fingers, transport myself to. The place where I would find John Boone's Barsoom, with its butterscotch sky and twin hurtling moons. Here is where I'd plant my boots in the dust. Breaking through the ancient Dura crust I'd look down at my footprints, reliving that childhood thrill of pressing bare and sunburned toes into wet beach sand beside the sea. But no iridescent shells here. No scuttling crabs or white-capped waves pushing and pulling, hissing and scrishing off to my side. Surrounded by all these slabs of shattered crazy paving I'd feel more like a soot-stained wartime orphan, standing in the rubble of what used to be my home. Stones like broken bricks and pieces of pot would lie all around me. Dark rays of cinnamon-colored chips and shards spraying away on all sides, their sharp edges shining bright in the deep desert sunlight. Here, some stones that look like leering gargoyles fallen from high cathedral ledges to shatter on Meridiani's sun-baked floor. Closer, the chocolate hills, two loaves of stale old bread, covered with a flaking leprous crust of who knows what. Over there, other rocks, more rounded, smooth and dark, Henry Moore sculptures stolen from the Terran parks and pathways, rescued from the marker pens and knives of vandals to spend the rest of their days standing sentinel silent on Mars. To some, this youthful wound, barely an eon old, may look like the aftermath of a mad bull's charge through Meridiani's finest china shop, but this is the wonderland Alice would have found down the rabbit hole if she had been a snow-white spacesuit-clad geologist, and not a blue dress and apron-wearing schoolgirl. No dusty bottles labeled, drink me, here, but a million rust-hued rocks whispering on the wind, pick me up, and, lift me. Endeavour Crater was initially and unofficially named in honour of Captain Cook's ship, the Endeavour. This prompted this musing by Stuart Atkinson. Two Explorers by Stuart Atkinson Cook standing with feet apart on Endeavour's rolling deck. Feels what as he sees Point Hicks protruding from the southern sea. As his ship rides the roiling waves, great gouts of foam and spray. Exploding from beneath her bow, how does he feel as the salty air? Scrapes his face, stinging his wide with wonder eyes. 
Does he know the world will never be the same after that day? Does he sigh as he shields those eyes from the savage sun? All maps are wrong now, all charts can be tossed over the side, for there is much more to terror than we even dared to imagine. Centuries pass until, at last, a metal and glass machine, the likes of which never appeared in even Cook's most fever dreams, cuts a swathe through waves of a different kind. Waves of ancient Martian dust, Juricrust and silica statues. Carved by Meridiani's Michelangelo winds into ripples. Of winding serpents' tails and swirls. Her long shadows cast across the desert by the shining sun. Draping it like a cloak over an epic land of rocks and stones and sand. Dwarfed beneath a huge, huge sky, a high cathedral ceiling painted shades of peach and pink. No bird's wheel or her endeavor, occasionally a mere hint of cloud, a fluff of lint drifts, wraith-like, above the faraway hills, past a sun any humans watching, would call shrunken, but being the only one a pea, has ever seen seems a perfect size to her unblinking eyes. We are all cook now, standing on this rover's tilting deck. As she crests the silent cinnamon surf, we are Appy's crew. Clinging to her camera mast, swinging from the insulated cables. Rigging running down her sides, peering from the crow's nest. Of her dust-etched pan and navcam eyes. For, at least in spirit, countless curious Lilliputians. Ride this rover now, crowds of invisible ensigns sail. This sandship galleon. Her hull creaking under the weight. Of her virtual passengers and their expectations. As she crosses. This ocean of rust-hued waves, each one of us. Waiting, waiting for that first precious, priceless. Glimpse of Cape York, where our long-awaited landfall will be made, each of us desperate to be the first, to tie planned ho, knowing our words, will then echo around bedrooms, studies and snugs, classrooms and cubicles, spread out around the world. This is The Space Show. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. And on the Space Show, we're marking the 20th anniversary of the launch of the Opportunity Mars rover. As Opportunity trundled across the seemingly never-ending plain of bare rock and sand ripples, Stuart Atkinson was inspired by Frank Herbert's Dune series of novels. Set on the fictional desert planet of Arrakis, the book centred on two characters, Paul and Jessica. The natives of Dune were the Fremen. You got it, the free men. Spice was a chemical found only on Dune. In 2010, many on Earth were calling the rover opportunity by its diminutive, Oppie. On the Beach by Stuart Atkinson posted on 2010 May 8th. 
Opie appears to stand now upon a bone-dry beach, but nothing here mirrors an earthly seashore scene. No paperback shading clouds, no sounds of sunburned children screaming, knee-high in surging surf, no peace-shattering yaps from frisbee-catching dogs leaping through the air without a care in the world. There are no shards of colored shell here, no shriveled mermaid's purses to pop, no torn-off-at-the-shoulders seagull wings, bleached by the merciless rays of the summer holiday sun. Just dust, 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 long meandering mounds of it, great cinnamon dunes of it, snaking to and fro, painted a dozen different shades of red and brown, Arrakis come to life with worm sign on all sides and no chance of escape, no rocky capes for brave Paul and Jessica to leap up onto in just the nick of time. Surely Oppie is a freeman now. Surely her pan and navam eyes glow bright spice blue at night. And on the far horizon, hills, beckoning us, calling out to us, singing siren songs of clay-rich rocks and iconic image views. So far away, those distant, dusty peaks, that Mars will sweep at least halfway around the sun once more before our Braveheart rover rolls into their shadow, if she reaches them at all, for each soul she wakes now is another great escape, another celebration of cheating death on the solar system's most robot-hating world. Distance makes those mighty mountains modest. From here they look shrunken, small, the upturned, rusted hulls of ancient Martian supertankers. Or is this part of Meridiani the graveyard of the glorious sand ships that once skimmed through this desert's dusty dunes in Bradbury's brilliant mind? Uh, Bradbury was, of course, the science fiction writer Ray Bradbury, who had a keen interest in the exploration of Mars. January of 2011 marked the seventh anniversary of the arrivals of both the Spirit and Opportunity rovers. Spirit had landed near a set of seven small hills, named collectively as the Columbia Hills in honour of the destroyed space shuttle Columbia. Each hill was named after the seven astronauts of the fatal STS-107 mission. As already mentioned, Opportunity came across several meteorites lying on the surface. Now Mars has a huge canyon, thousands of kilometres long and up to eight kilometres deep. Now it is called Valles Marineris, the name after the Mariner spacecraft that discovered it. In this poem, to mark the seventh anniversary, Atkinson expresses a warlike vision of the future of human civilization on Mars. 7. By Stuart Atkinson. Posted on 2011 January 9th. Seven years ago, a few souls apart, two shooting stars, bright as falling angels, pierced an alien cinnamon-hued night dropping onto Barsoom robot Lewis and Clarks which have now spent more time, alive, on Mars than on Earth and have shown us more of Ares than even Bradbury dared to dream. The Columbia Hills, conquered, glowing gold in the midday marmalade light, meteorites glinting in the distance on the very edge of sight, 
rocks the shape of shark's teeth, fossilized brains and bears. Layers of ancient stone-piled stories high beneath a crater's crumbling edge. Dust as dark as powdered coal blown into folds and waves. A midnight sky ablaze with stars after another, longest drive day, and Earth, the distant homeworld, reduced to a sapphire sequin that fades, fades, fades. Strange and humbling to think the far future Mars will be a true new world. A world just as wonderful as ours, with its own poets and pilgrims, generals and gentlemen. Navies will clash on its terraformed seas while screaming armies swarm over Olympus heights. Tortured songwriters will sit on obsidian roofs, kicking at Martian moss and staring into a twin moon sky. And lovers will stand on a canyon's crumbling edge at dawn, yawning, watching the ice blue sun rise through the marinerous mists and kiss through their visors dust-etched glass. As the eons pass Mars will have a million emperors and kings, a hundred thousand bloody wars will be fought over great and little things. Nations will rise and heroes will fall, terror's tale told all over again. But as long as a single heart beats on Barsoom no one will ever forget the names, spirit, and opportunity. Wild-haired Sidonian composers will pen soul-stirring symphonies inspired by them. Families will follow their legendary roots across the lonely deserts of Mars, walk in their vanished long-ago tracks, pose for pictures beside Wapmay, edge slowly down into Duck Bay to touch Cape Verde's vandalized stone, perhaps scratching into it graffiti of their own. But for now they are ours. They belong to us, the rover-hugging horde, the fans whose hands dance over the keyboards of computers in bedrooms and dens, offices and schools, around the world, waiting breathlessly for the next download of roars, all hopelessly in love with the rust and ochre-painted world that is the rover's strawberry-sanded wonderland. What may... Duck Bay and Cape Verde were the informal names given to features of Victoria Crater by the Rover science team. After the three-year drive from Victoria Crater, Opportunity eventually arrived at Endeavour Crater on 2011 August the 9th. As with Victoria Crater, the scientists gave informal names to parts of the western rim of Endeavour Crater. The naming theme was of geographic features explored by Captain Cook. One such feature was Cape York. Eleven months after reaching the Rim of Endeavour, Opportunity clocked up its 3,000th soul, or Mars Day, on Mars. And this achievement by a rover designed to last only 90 souls inspired Stuart. 3000 by Stuart Atkinson Stop for a moment and think about this. Today, 3000 souls after streaking through its salmon pink sky, bouncing across Barsoom like a giant speech ball. Opportunity's heart flame of exploration still burns bright. The rover that should have died by now refuses to go softly into the Martian night. Remember how, as we celebrated her arrival, 
whooping with relief as each new picture was revealed. We all hoped she might survive 90 dusty days. Remember how, seeing El Capitan's parchment thin layers of stone. We crossed our fingers, daring to dream she'd roam. Long enough to cross a click of Mars. Oh, we have little faith. She is still there, still roving. Her wheels have rolled over almost 35k of ancient stone. 130 times farther than Orville flew across Kitty Hawk. A dozen times farther than Armstrong walked. On the moon, four times farther than Everest is high. Yes Dassault's photos showed what cynics love to call. The usual. A plane, scattered with boulders and pebbles. Ruddy rocks doing absolutely nothing. Under a rusted Roman coin sun. Over there, across Endeavour's floor. Her far away eastern hills, rising up behind, the stegosaur spine. Of Cape York, over her frozen shoulder, gypsum veins shining. On the ground like slug trails. A landscape only a loyal rover hugger could love. But I heard a rumor of photos from late 2999. Three out of focus frames taken just before sunset. When shadows grow long and Aries orange sky turns gray. A truly unexpected sequence capturing something strange. So strange they could never be displayed. On Exploratorium, or any of the web pages. Rover fans such as you and I rely on. For our daily fix of Pan and Nafcam pics. I heard the first shows an old man. Mop of salt white hair. Glasses and a love of life grin. Standing on Cape York's shell-free shore. Gazing out across the dusty sea of southern Meridiani. Looking towards the horizon where a ghostly shape is silhouetted against the lavender sky. On the second the man is smiling widely, beaming, as an emerald-hulled sand ship skims towards him. Across the dusky purple sands, its kingfisher wing, blue sails filled by the whispers of the desert wind. On the third and final image, the grainiest of all, the old man is standing on the sand ship's prow. As it sails off into the night. By his side, another figure. Dark and golden-eyed beneath the mask hiding his face. One of a race already old when man was still an ape. Hurling half-gnawed bones into the sky. A fantasy. Of course, such a thing could never be. Mars has no spirits of Martian warriors or Terran dreamers. But some might wonder why, as Sol 3000 approached. The flow of images from Ares suddenly froze. During 2012, Opportunity explored both the exterior and interior of the crater rim of the Cape York region. Then, 
In May of 2013, it drove south along the rim towards Solander Hill, and you know where that name came from. In December of 2014, Opportunity began to suffer amnesia events, forcing a change in the way data and images were returned to Earth. On 2015, March the 15th, the odometer read 42.195 kilometres, which just happens to be the distance of a marathon running race. At the time, Opportunity was in a valley which was immediately dubbed Marathon Valley. Of course, Stuart Atkinson had to note this achievement. Now, remember, Mars has two tiny moons called Phobos and Deimos. At Marathon Monument by Stuart Atkinson I have climbed a mountain of troubles to get here. Hopscotched fearlessly between crumbling craters. Survived dust storms, suffered amnesia and arthritis to reach. This picture perfect place and now you would betray me. I roll in triumph over the rock-strewn finishing line. Of history's first tough-earth marathon and the medal. You would hang around my neck with a Judas kiss. Is the threat of being turned off? No. I will rage against you. Just as I rage against the rising of the Tau. Leave me be, free to prowl the planet until my weary wheels. Can turn no more gulping down each glorious sunset, devouring each delicious dusty Van Gogh sunrise, washing my gritty eyes with splashes of ice-cold starlight, as bony Phobos dashes, which swift, through the night, and Deimos a lonely, stony Sputnik, follows forlornly behind. Just bide your time. Once all Mars itself will murder me, as he has tried to ever since I landed here, all those years ago, and I will rove. No more. The light will finally dim, and beneath. Barsoom's mournful moons the gentle winds. Averis will sing to me as I fall asleep. To wake, perhaps a century later, in the great museum of Mars, brushed and dusted clean. Gleaming, Surrounded by reed-thin, milk-white Martian children. Tall, elegant aliens stalking the halls. Ignoring the shepherding calls of their teachers. As they rush around, plucky beagle too found. In gallery three. Opposite me. Reunited with my sister, spirit at last. Walls of glass keeping us safe from sticky. Souvenir picking hands. One distant soul, standing proudly side by side. For the first time since our awful separation at JPL. We will be worshipped and adored. By rover huggers from a dozen worlds and moons. And you would end me so soon. I still have fossilized waves of cinnamon sand to forge. Slippery slopes to climb. Paradigm shifting and textbook rewriting discoveries to make. Far to the south, blurred and dimmed by distance. 
impossibly far away, as Endeavor was once, remember? Hunchback Topolu calls to me now. A sunken sou full of sediment and stone. Crying out to be roamed and explored. With all these wonders ahead, and more. I beg you, do not turn your backs on me. Nor make Marathon Monument my tombstone. This is the Space Show. 88.3 Southern FM. This is the Space Show, marking the 20th anniversary of the launch of the Opportunity Rover to Mars. So move forward now to May of 2015, and Opportunity's computer memory systems have degraded to the point where a decision is made to use only random access memory and not the non-volatile memory. It is now Sol 4027. Three years later, and the rover is still exploring the rim of Endeavour Crater. In England, Stuart Atkinson is reflecting back on the by now 14-year-old ramble across Meridani Plinum. In this piece, he refers to the book and movie The Martian and to Opportunity's sister Mars Exploration Rover, Spirit. Opportunity by Stuart Atkinson. She's the Indiana Jones of Mars. The brave one, the bold one, the one that knows no fear. She landed on Mars with a jazz hand star like a movie star at a film premiere, posing for the paparazzi, tossing back her hair in the flashbulbs glare. Then off she sped on her whirlwind tour of landmarks, hopscotching between fascinating places, her eagle eyes spotting meteorites here, there, and everywhere, driving into craters with all the glee of Lara Croft dropping through a long-lost temple's roof, eager to see the treasures hidden inside. When spirit died there was no time for mourning. Each new steel blue dawn was a gift and she grabbed it, racing across the great Meridiani dust sea, to climb triumphantly up onto Cape York's stony beach, on the edge of Endeavour, the crater. The experts said she'd never reach. And there she is today, more than a marathon away from El Capitan's parchment thin layers and the Martian bunny the nets tinfoil hat wearing nutters. Spotted hiding beneath her cocoa powder stained airbags. Fourteen long years after landing, in your face Mark Watney. She's still going strong. Winds whistling up Perseverance Valley. Have swept the dust from her back leaving her showroom clean. And keener than ever to explore. When she grows bored of Endeavour's clay-rich charms, the towering cliffs of Yazoo, away to the south, just one more impossible drive away. In June of 2018, a planetary dust storm developed. Over several days, the skies over the Miradana Planum darkened, severely reducing the solar energy reaching Opportunity's solar panels. The rover was in a valley called Perseverance Valley, 
so-called because the Rover team was persevering in operating opportunity. Another Storm by Stuart Atkinson I've been here before. Many souls ago I rolled to a halt. As the sky went strangely dark, the sun fading to a dull red spark. I just waited that storm out. Watched the sun come and go. Ghostly clouds of dust blowing over it. Day after dreary day. Until eventually they drifted away. And I finally felt Saul's warmth on my back again. But this feels. Different. This time I am scared. I had no chance to prepare. Suddenly the barely there air was syrup thick with fines. And I looked up to see a tsunami. Of cinnamon rolling across the sky. Devouring the sun like a dragon. Day turning to night before my stinging pancam eyes. So now I sleep. But the evil dust. Invades my robot dreams. In the darkness I see no electric sheep. But as the tick-tock of my system's clock echoes down Perseverance Valley, powder puff grains rain down on me silently. I feel each and every one as it lands. Snowflakes soft, and as the wind wafts past my wheels, I feel helpless and alone. Back on the world I once called home, they sit and wait for me to wake. Staring at their tab-cluttered screens. Fingers tapping impatiently. Countless cups of coffee left untouched. As they whisper hush. Imagining that if they just listen hard enough. Through the moans and groans of the storm. They'll hear me yawn. The final contact with Opportunity came on 2018, June the 10th. At first there were hopes that when the dust storm cleared, the returning solar energy would revive the rover. Two months later, Stuart Atkinson expressed these hopes. Waking Opportunity by Stuart Atkinson Maybe, if we all look to the sky, on the next cold, clear night, seek out Mars shining the like. A red-hot coal and wish really hard. Opportunity will wake. Children do it all the time. And it seems to work for them. On Christmas Eve they lie in bed. Eyes squeezed tight, fighting off sleep. Hoping to hear the stairs creaking. As Santa creeps down to leave. Gifts beneath their tree. And next morning. There they are. When a tooth falls out they hide the white nugget. Beneath their pillow, wishing and hoping. For a calcium deficient fairy to swap it. For a coin. And one magically appears. Why can't it work for us? For two long months now we've waited. For her to phone home, checking our laptops and phones to see if someone at JPL has tweeted she's alive. But all we hear is silence. Although her dust-curdled sky 
is clearing now, the softly falling fines. Leaving Endeavor looking even rustier than before. Our brave girls sleeps on, deep in. A power-saving mode computer Kuma. Unaware of the soul's passing. Every marmalade-hued sunrise and sunset. Going unseen. So maybe, if we all look to the sky. On the next cold, clear night. Seek out Mars, and wish really hard. She'll hear us, open up her gritty eyes. And with a yawn come back to life. Let's try. Thousands of attempts were made to contact Opportunity, but no response was received. The final attempt came on 2019, February the 12th, via the Deep Space Tracking Station in Tidbinbilla, which is in the Australian Capital Territory. Knowing that this would be the final, hopeless attempt at contact, the last data sent was the song, I'll Be Seeing You, by Billie Holiday. In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine embraces All day through In that small cafe In everything that 
Schleidenge. I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning sun. But I'll be seeing you If you enjoyed the readings of Stuart Atkinson, you might enjoy looking up a self-published Kindle by Stuart Atkinson. It's called On Mars, Poems About Mars. So that's On Mars, colon, Poems About Mars by Stuart Atkinson. And it's available on Amazon and presumably other places, self-published. So uh, I recommend it. Good stuff. I'm Andrew Rennie. This has been The Space Show, and hopefully we'll be back next week with more space news and astronomy news. 